My name is Taina Asili, and you're listening to Two Dope Teachers and a Mic. Happy October, y'all. How y'all doing? We are back. Good We're afternoon. Back. We're back. Um, yes. It's been like a month. It's been a minute. You're, you're gonna. I don't know. I don't know what version of us um, the audience is gonna get today. We're kind of. <laughs> we're kind of. It's, it's been an it's interesting October. few weeks. It it's is October. October. It's two months into the school year. Yep. And and here we are. So um, welcome back to Two Dope Teachers and a Mic. I'm Gerardo Munoz. It's your boy Kevin Adams. And we are merely two public school teachers in the city of Denver. Yes. And we are coming at you. Um, from Two Dope Studios on this lovely evening, the Fall calm evening. before the frost. Yes, we are supposed to have, if you are, for those of you who aren't in Denver, we are supposed to have a 60 degree drop from today <laughs> Between to like tomorrow. now and like tonight. Yes. And that and that's and that's the piece that I think is not all that exciting. It's very for, Denver type like, of stuff. For like any of us. Yeah. But, but did you see the announcements that they've made changes to... Uh, how a delay start works in Denver Public Schools. I saw that. That yes. was interesting. Yes. So, so what was is that? That now everybody's on a delay. Now re- everybody's on a two-hour delay, regardless of start time. What do you think about that? I think that that makes a lot of sense. I didn't understand ever <laughs> why. Like, if school started at eight thirty, then you get a delay. But if you start before eight thirty, you like, don't. Say the earlier you start, is that kind of you what you're don't saying? get a delay. Yeah, that was always like, really I don't understand like me. that time shift like somehow impacted people's drive like somehow yeah, it, I didn't, it made it more difficult. I mean, ostensibly it's like less safe to drive early than it is to drive That's like later what in the morning. I think so you know, we've got new uh district leadership. So I think hopefully they're kind of recognizing the needs Wait, of the we community. Do? Well, we have a new superintendent. That's well, yeah, but Okay, yeah, 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 yeah that's, what, that's what I'm going the, from. The beginning of the okay, yeah, <laughs> I got you. So some new policies coming some new into place. Policies. No, it makes a lot of sense because you know, like I, f- I feel like what we've been dealing with is a de facto late start. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. like in your first class, you have like four kids. Yeah, that's the greatest unknown of those days because traffic was so bad and because they haven't sort of dealt with the cold yet. And then as the day goes on, you, it looks more like school. Do you so. remember last year? Was it that there was, or was it maybe two years ago where we had a day where there was like, maybe like in every class we had like 10 kids? Yeah, I do remember <laughs> that. I do remember that. That was in my AP World History class. They made like, they made, uh, they made short movies. Were they, those used to have a name. Um, uh, Vines. They made Vines. Vines what, oh my yes. God, I sound like 85 years old yeah. now. Um, yeah, they made like history Vines. And so that's, that, cool. like, that's like what we did. Um, I love that. They were not very good. But well, what can you we do have, like, in one six class seconds? Period. I know, exactly. Like, what can you really like? That's like, why most Vines were always like, like someone getting them, hit in the face or one, someone like saying something. One of wild. them was a kid who was an unabashed like communist who was like, capitalism, hmm. And, like, and that was like the Vine. That was like, the Vine. <laughs> So yeah, here we are. Um, we're you know hopefully we get to enjoy some of this uh, decent weather before it gets really cold tomorrow. Yes. We hope you all stay stay warm tomorrow yes. and uh, keep yourselves safe. Um, so it as as uh, Kev mentioned, it is in fact October, um, which means it is no longer August or September. Yes, the honeymoon is. It sure ain't July. <laughs> sure ain't July. Sure um, July. And uh, and it sure ain't May. <laughs> yes, it's been it's it's been an interesting um, couple of months, hasn't it? Yeah, you know, I think it has been very interesting. You know, in our school community, um, I don't know if we've mentioned this, but we have new leadership in our building, and we I do. think anytime that happens, it is just an interesting moment in a school. Yeah, there's a lot of changes that go on. Yep. You know, a lot of kind of questions about the nature of the school yep. overall. But I think as we work through this process, you know, we are in it. We yeah. are in it. You know, um, like I said, the honeymoon's over. We see difficulties emerging, you know, mm-hmm. for teachers, issues that emerge in the community. 
you know, people start taking days off. You start to do class coverage. <laughs> oh, which yeah. impacts have you. Had, have you had to do class coverage? Done yeah. a little class coverage. So I, so I had eighth grade. It was super fun. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was it was great. That's uh, good. Shout out to an unnamed person in our unnamed building who left really good like uh, lesson plans. plans. Yes. Um, so all I had to do is check in with the young people, and they were doing some really good stuff. That's good. Uh, so That's that was good. actually kind of fun. I. I like, hey, don't let this get out. I don't really mind doing class coverage sometimes. Yes. Because, like, I get to interact with kids I don't typically get to interact with. You're always good. I always see you when you're covering class. you got a smile on your face. <laughs> you're not like me. It's crusty. It's what is that, like, <laughs> smile like smile so you don't cry? Like, yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. yeah that's awesome. No, there was, like, I remember there was, like, a science class that I covered in with sixth graders. Um, I think it was last year. And there was no lesson plan. Yes, I remember I came in. And I think that's when you came by. And so I was kind of like, well, let's go ahead and play, you know, two truths and a lie science style. Yes. And so the kids had to write like two things about science that weren't true, one thing that was. And then we played this like game. And it was a little loud and a little wild. Like it it felt like something I just came up on the spur of the moment. But like, I think you can be kind of creative with that kind of stuff. You know, I've been having some thinking about like those moments where it's wild and loud. And so these kind of realizations came from Kahoot. Yeah. So, you know, uh, those of you who Man don't know, check school? out Kahoot. Oh, if you teach middle Kahoot. school, it's a great tool. Kids can be on their phones. But I was watching the little Kahoot video, the way they advertise it. The kids are like going wild, yelling and dancing. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And at times I've been like, don't do that. Calm down. This is an academic <laughs> game. And I was like, what am I doing? They are energetic about the learning. But they are yeah. dancing about Getting a question. Yeah, right. I mean, I think of like this young person you and I both know, kind of getting so overwhelmed. He's like rolling around on the floor yes. and like that kind of yes. thing is a little bit like not okay. But yeah, no, I remember one year I played Coot. The first year I played Coot was sixth graders. Yes. Um, I think you have some of these young people. Yes, right. Now. I remember it came down to like two individuals, like, and it came down to the last question. And one kid got the question right. Throws his phone down, jumps up, and goes, "Get some!" Like when you that, like I. And so today, when we were playing Kahoot, it was the greatest moment. They were yelling, but they'd slow down and get to a nice low where we could talk about like the questions, yeah, right? Yeah. And so like it was clear. And then all of a sudden, the coolest thing happened. I saw them get more into it. So some started getting questions wrong. Then all of a sudden, I noticed when the question popped up and then the answers popped up, they got real quiet. Because they were reading. Because they really wanted to see. Yeah. And they were talking about it. Yeah. And so we're reviewing the unit one assessment. And one of the things I pointed out to them is that people who read more thoroughly focused, they did better. They did what? And so like I think there was a connection. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's They're weird. starting to see like, oh, it's important to focus when I read something. Yeah. And not necessarily yell at my buddy across the room <laughs> and then go back to read another like three words and then right. yell again and then right. throw something. So you're starting to see that kind of like, well, I mean, isn't that the assessment feedback loop? Isn't that how that kind of That's works? That's what I'd like how to see. How did I do? And then how can I make adjustments? That's right. That's right. You know, and so it was really cool. So um, that was a real cool kind of thing yeah. that happened in terms of like that kid's energy. But like I was thinking back when I covered for you yeah, okay. that <laughs> last year, or not when I covered for you. But we'll go to that. Oh, okay, I ruined okay. your advice, man. No, it was great. It was great. I didn't. It was much more than what I but, had come up but, with. But uh, when I came in, when you were covering that science class, and mm-hmm. you had had that game going, and I picked it up, and then all of a sudden the game fell apart. Well, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, they'd gotten through it because it's lot. like this like twenty minute flash in the pan, and then it's like okay, now we have to do other things. But they were and into then, it. They yeah, were into it, and they, they were. were working with it. And I think you know that's a testament to you, brother, is that you <laughs> are really good. I've watched you walk into a room and work with all kids, like <laughs> no uh, off the top of the dome, the uh, equivalent of teaching freestyle, teaching freestyle, which is a very I sometimes feel important like a, skill. Yeah, like lately I don't feel like I do anything else. Like it's all like off the dome. Because hey, you like Wayne. Wayne stopped writing everything down. You and I have a very different <laughs> opinion of Wayne. Like this is this is the the so I understand how you feel that that's a compliment, <laughs> but it's not who I want to be. Like, like I want to I want to be Rakim. I wanna, like I want to be. I want to be Chuck D. Like. <laughs> Just, I don't freestyle much, but I write them like such. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, and, and I think like it's it's been, I don't know, man, I'm having like a panic attack talking about my teaching right now because I feel like my teaching has been straight, straight garbage <laughs> of late. Don't you hate it's when you have like, those feelings? Yo, I'm going to make a get, I'm going to make a meme of like a trash can in front of my class saying me teaching. Um <laughs> Cause, cause Don't do that. That's what it feels that's like. Not, you know your kids no, are I, getting a lot out of I it. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like 
I don't know about that. <laughs> that's like, how we always are. I feel like that's the nature of it. Yeah. That's like when that student came by the other day and I texted you that he was here. Oh, I was yeah. hoping you could see him. But like, I don't know, something, the energy of the world must have been like, yeah. yo, Adams is down because I've had two former students reach out to me this week yeah. and just be like, yo, one student told me good news about uh, he's in community college and he's making a move next semester to yep. his dream school yep. where he wanted to be. Nah, that's and dope. so he's been moving through that, telling me about that. And so I have plans to meet him for lunch on Friday. That's great. And then when that other student came by the other day, he just said some beautiful stuff about it. You know, and, and, I, and I love that young man. Um, yeah, shout out if you listen. Um, you know who you are. You know who um, you are. This, 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 this boy was a young knucklehead yes in middle school um, like a lot of us like you would just see him like do things that you were like what Why are you doing what wait and like like you know how you know how sometimes like kids act up in ways that are predictable and then there are kids that act up in ways that you're kind of like well i didn't see i that never one saw that one coming and um and just some of the stuff you would say to people, I was like, you can't know. Like, where are you? Like, what? And I remember, like, people talking about him as yep. if he was a bit of a lost yep. cause. Yep. And uh, and just long story short, this this young man be eventually became um, student body co-president. Um, just has done some incredible things. Just and, incredible. And the person he's grown into, he's funny. He's charming. He's intelligent. Hard work. He works hard. It's it's and he's honest. And it's like it's like crazy to see. Now, speaking of which, we were talking about another young woman that we had here at the school. Yes. That man, she was fighting on the daily, like involved in drama, fighting other girls in the bathroom, bullying folks, all kinds of wild stuff yep. going on. And and I don't like definitely don't like it is bullying awareness like week. Um, and so we definitely yep, don't yep, want to minimize don't, that yeah, kind yeah, of thing. No, no. Um, but eventually, let me just tell you that if you met this young woman today, a like graduated um, from our school two years ago, you would never be able to guess that she, that had, any she had any of these kinds of issues. Like she just like matured. And and when I've asked her about it, I said, "So what was it that like changed for you?" She and she said, "Honestly, like just people didn't stop believing in me." People just didn't stop believing in me. Like, I know people got mad at me. They got frustrated. They threw me out of class. Yep. There's all kinds of things yep. where people never quit on me. And I think I think that's like, I think that's one of the biggest challenges that we kind of like deal with because um, if you are in a certain school district, mm -hmm. um, school performance framework ratings are out this week. Yes. Um, I don't think they're all public. I think some of them have be pu become public. Some of us have been made aware yep. of our status. And suffice it to say in our building... Our our status is not great. What, what we want it to be, not what we want it to be, and um and so I think those kinds of things they add to the day to day stress that you bring in life. And it's interesting because you know when people talk about how stressed out they are now, mm -hmm. there's a part of me that's like yeah, and then there's a part of me that's like, but I was always stressed out about this work. I always wanted to do it really well. Yeah, and sometimes my notion of how well I could do it was a little inflated mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But I think that that kind of thing really adds to the type of pressure people are feeling. How many folks have we heard of in different buildings who have just like left the job and I'm been like, ready. I ain't coming back? Yep, you which know? I think is is kind of common, and I think you know. Um, the students that you're talking about and that, you know, that I've been talking about as a middle school teacher, you know, I think we're always put in this position of people like we're never our best. It, it, we, I don't think anybody out there in the world would be like, you know, when I was the best, the best version of me was in sixth, <laughs> Six, seventh, and eighth, eighth grade. grade. <laughs> in between the time I was 11 and 14. Oh, man. You know, I really had it I together. I was doing amazing I really things. had it together. I was very focused. I was very dedicated. And and so like, I was nice to everybody. I was nice. I never I was polite. I never spoke out of turn. I never said things like I waited patiently for everything. Yep. And I think I handled all my problems like gracefully and maturely. You know, and I think as a person who works with middle school teachers, and you say this all the time, is they're not good at this stuff. Yeah, they're trying to get better at it. Not good at it yet. They're not good at it yet. They've got to work at it. They've got yeah. to learn this process. And so, like, I think about these kids, and when that's why I love about a six to twelve school, like mm -hmm. we work in, is you actually get to see the trajectory. Yeah, you know, a lot of times for kids who work in traditional middle schools or traditional high schools, you don't know what the mm -hmm. kid was like before. Yeah, right, or you don't know what they become. Yeah. Right, and I remember when I was at my old school, I would wonder about kids, and and every once in a while, some would come back as seniors. 
or maybe juniors, and you'd see that they're doing really well and yep. that they had yep. matured. And a lot of them would come back and apologize, you know, for <laughs> and I always tell them, Yeah. Hey, I didn't even sweat that. Yeah. You know, I yeah. always loved having you in class. You were great. You were hilarious. You know, yeah. you you always kept you always fly. You yeah. always had this and yeah. that. You know, I always, those I always knew you could do it. But um, yeah, yes, that's one of those mm-hmm. things. I knew you had it in it. That doesn't like, surprise I, me. One of my favorite things to say to kids um, who have really like made a big improvement is I'll say to them. You know, I'm I'm not surprised, but I am impressed. I'm impressed. I'm impressed that you like, were able to kind of find this focus and find these gifts within yourself. And I think that's part of the job of a middle school teacher. And I think, you know, more and more I think about like what is a really good middle – and it's that never give up. Yeah. It's and, – and I'm not saying middle schooler teachers don't yell. We don't lose our tempers. <laughs> yeah, get we frustrated. Do, we do all that stuff, right? And it's yeah. it's how it comes off. But I think you build relationships is the number one part of the job. Yep. And and when I think about it, and I think back in my own middle school, I don't remember anything I learned from middle school. Yeah, I have no idea, but I remember how people treated me. Yep. I remember. I remember when a teacher kicked me out of class. That's true. That's actually true. That's actually true. I, yep. I I absolutely remember every one of those types of moments. I remember when people made me feel good. I yep. remember when they made me feel horrible. Yep. Right? And so, like, when I think about there, and my advice to all middle school teachers, and this comes from Sabian. I miss him. <laughs> my wife's uh, deceased brother, one of my dear friends, but he used to say, don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. And then the next follow-up would be, it's all small stuff. And it's all small stuff. That's a book title, too. Yeah. It's definitely, like, that. that's definitely a thing. And, it, and I think... I think teaching takes a type of resilience. It's really hard to have, especially teaching in middle school. Like days like today are kind of tough because, um, you know, I have three classes in a row. They get older as we go. So I start with my my wonderful, (laughs) energetic, unpredictable sixth grade advisement. Um, And then I move to my wonderful, energetic, unpredictable ninth graders. Yes, yes. And then I'm, and then I get to my stressed out and frustrated tenth graders <laughs> in my AP class. So, like, it's easy to kind of get to the end of the day, and you know, and feel like I'm not, I'm, I'm not actually succeeding at the things that I'm doing. And there are some organizational concerns that I need to address. Um, <laughs> we all. It's got just been really frustrating, you know. And I, and I think. You know, I th- I think that those are hard, and then and then you and then you get news like the news that we got today, mm-hmm. um, and and it, and it, it it can just feel really deflating, you it know, can. where it's, it's kind of really like because on the one hand you're like, well, I can think of a hundred things I can do better. Yep. Um, I but I don't know how much those things align to the bigger priorities of the building itself. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many of the people in my building can align with those things. I I don't I don't frankly trust everybody to like be honest with themselves and each other about what we need to be successful. So I, I think I think all those things come into play. And then we, you know when you have new leadership that comes into a situation yep. where we are not where we want to be in terms of school performance framework. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, this is an aside. CDE, please do not adopt the school performance framework yes, don't. Um, from one of your biggest districts in the state. Uh, please don't. Please don't. Yours is better. Um, you know, and, listen to us, CDE. Yes, yeah, CDE. Hear our words. All y'all listening. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so so I think so I so I think it's hard. I think I think that there's a type of resilience that is needed. And the younger the kids, the more resilience you need. Um, and the less experienced you are, the harder it is to be resilient. I, like I, I've been doing this for over 20 years. And, and so sometimes I feel like I can be a little too casual about some yep, of this stuff. Yep, yep, yep. But also like I do have a toolbox that I've developed over a really long period of time that can address most of what I'm experiencing. And some of those tools, what might look casual to some people is actually a high level move, mm-hmm. right? Like a high level move in terms of that's why, like some people be like, can I come and observe you? And I'm like always, yeah, of course. Should I, should I read into the fact that nobody wants to observe me these days? Like, <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't. I feel I like, like by I'm, now I've heard, I'm coming I've to observe come. you because I have never been oh, able God. to come in and watch you teach. And oh, I Lord. really, from everything I've heard students say about you, I'm like, I can't believe I've watched my man teach ever. <laughs> I can't believe this. You know, and I've dipped you know in and yeah, seen hey, like bro, certain bro, bro, activities. It's like, it's going to be like, Oz the great and terrible, man, for real. No, it's gonna, man. Nah, man, it's just Everything like, I see, I, I'm like, whenever I come into your class, I'm like, 
why not ever have a class like this? <laughs> why not ever have a class like this? You know, like I genuinely think that over and over again. I'm like, if I had because at, first of all, at my school, nobody pushed me to take AP classes, even though yeah, I was the kid yeah. who aced. A's and B's, yeah. all every social studies class I took. Yeah. With ease. People would be like, dang, you got and nobody ever pushed me to do anything yeah. more. Which I'm how's Ranch High School? I am shaking my head. I'm disappointed. Too bad. Y'all, y'all, y'all lost one. I still wow. made it. Yeah. That's I'm, right. I'm still That's living right. a great yeah, life. Hey, hey. To, to quote one of our favorite uh poets, you may win some, but you just, just lost, lost one. one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The Supreme Lauren Hill yes. right there. Yeah, you know, but but no, and I and I, I was the opposite. I was, I was a nerdy kid who performed really badly on a lot of those assessments early on. Like there were no indicators that I would be capable of high level academic work, except for when I cared about something. Um, and you know, uh, shout out to Manual High School for missing that. Yes. Um, yes. Except, except, except Ms. who? Except to Miss Ellen Marsh. You saw me when Shout no out. one else did. Shout you out. saw me when no one else did. And uh, a big reason for why I decided to take on AP, um, kind of of my own volition and also my mother's. Yes. That's a different story. I think story. that's important. Yeah. So you bring up something that I've been thinking about. So as a middle school teacher, I run into these. And you probably, as a high school teacher, I think every teacher runs into these t- uh, this comment from students. Mr. I'm not smart. Oh, Mister, I can't do it. I'm just, I'm not a good okay. student. I'm have, not smart. So I have something really dumb to say right now. Yes, go so ahead. did you ever watch, um, wh- what's that, what's that nerd show? Um, it's about like the scientists that all live Big together. Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. Yes. There's this wonderful, like hilarious and kind of problematic scene <laughs> where Sheldon's trying to teach, what's her name? The blonde girl math. Yes. And he's like really bad at teaching. Yes. So he starts like explaining the historical roots of geometry. Like <laughs> He's like, let's a, jump in. <laughs> picture I'm going to take you back to ancient Greece. And so he's like doing this whole thing. He's going too fast. She gets frustrated and starts crying. Yes. And he says, why are you crying? And she says, because I'm stupid. He goes, that's no reason to cry. (laughs) (laughs) So whenever whenever a kid says, it's just I'm not smart. I'm like, well, that's no no reason reason to to quit. (laughs) That's right. Anyway, I would never say that to a kid. Don't at me. Don't at me. Don't at me. It's problematic. But what do you do like when you have a kid who's lacking academic confidence, right? And what have how have you kind of dealt with that in the past? And how do you help those kids through that to build confidence to be willing to take academic risk? Oh, that's a question to me. You're you're assuming I do that? (laughs) (laughs) I know Um, you do that. Because you bring in kids to your AP class who've never taken AP class. Yeah. You know? Well, and and to to be honest with you, like a lot of like there's been a real kind of like I, I've as as I've been working with my Challenge Fifty Two Eighty crew mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we've been evaluating levels of consciousness from like Frary's, uh, you know, critical consciousness and critical pedagogy. Yep. Like I've sort of been turning that stuff inward on myself, yes, and so yeah. initially recruiting all these kids into AP was was sort of. It began as a magical consciousness. Yes. Just get him an AP and it'll be great. Yep, yep, well, yep. okay, so then there's a lot of tools they didn't have because no one had also encouraged them to take AP. That's right. Okay, so let's get him an AP. I'm a good teacher, and so they'll do well. Well, that kind of went to the from the magical to the naive. Yes. That it's sort of like, well, just because they're with me and just because I'm, I think I'm a good teacher, um, mm-hmm, it'll mm-hmm. be all right. And so now I'm getting kind of deeper into the critical consciousness where it's like, you know, I'm bringing you into AP. And I've said this to a bunch of kids, especially like, and and it's interesting because as our demographics shift, this yes. is code in our building. Yes, we- um, you know, the the kids are more and more reticent to take AP, mm-hmm. um, whether it's because they, they didn't like their experience in ninth grade AP or whether they were just intimidated. They see a certain type of kids taking an yep. AP class and they don't feel that they fit into that type. It's taken more and more to convince them to stay in the class. And so what I've learned is like, yeah, I want to get you in my class. And I and I tell them, it's not just because I think you're intelligent. And I actually think intelligence is overrated mm-hmm, when it comes mm-hmm. to AP. Intelligence is subjective. Yep. Intelligence is just such a squishy like concept that I think everybody has intelligence. That's right. It's a matter of where so we were talking about privilege in my cross-cultural class. And I said it's not a matter of whether you are smart or not. And it's not a matter of whether you 
are learning disabled or not. It's a matter of whether the structure around you allows you to thrive based on who you are, and it's a matter of how many sort of intellectual calisthenics you have to do to fit into what's mm -hmm, going on. Mm -hmm. Like, can you just walk right through the door? Or do you need to be like, did you ever go to Boulder and see that Jamaican brother who's a contortionist? Yeah. <laughs> whether you have to be like him in class, like folding yourself well, up to, in unnatural ways fit. to like fit, right? And so what I've what I've learned is like, I want you in the class because you like could really get a lot of opportunities from doing this and I am here to support you. I'm like, it's not gonna be easy. I'm not gonna lie to you mm -hmm, and say it's mm -hmm, gonna be easy. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say to you that maybe I'm a different teacher than what you've had before. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say to you that people assumed I couldn't do AP coursework. Okay. And I'm gonna say to you that I will be there every step of the way. And so, so you know what I've been doing? Document cam. Yeah. Document camera. Yo, if you don't have shout a document out. camera. Where are you at? What are you doing? Shout out to the document camera. What are you cam. even doing? So I was the most. Do you even document cam, bro? Do you, I know, right? <laughs> do, you, do you doc cam, bro? Do you doc cam, bro? Um, you don't even doc cam, bro. You don't even doc So like, cam, yo. it's such a beautiful like gift. Like, so when I first started teaching here, uh, I was really stressed out. I'm going to date myself. I was really stressed out because I didn't have an overhead projector. The OHP. The OHP. <laughs> you down with OHP? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> Where's music. my visa V? <laughs> Where's my visa V for my OHP? And all y'all so, young teachers, y'all don't know nothing about Y'all don't that. know nothing. Y'all don't know nothing. And so I would model everything on the overhead projector. And I stopped using it because people like shame me. They would like make fun They're of me like, for having like this overhead, overhead projector. projector. Well, you know you could use an LCD projector. I'm like, y'all are stupid. You don't even know. <laughs> um, so the document camera allows me to like model how to analyze documents and model like some of these things. And eventually we can get kids coming up and like doing that as well. <clears throat> but like, how do I do this? I teach. I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to. So we had a student who graduated last year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I had a really interesting conversation with her um, because we have this notion that high achievers want to have all the choice in the world about their learning and low achievers don't, don't. right? Yep. And so I remember her saying to me um, that she really loved the school, really loved the classes she was able to take, but one of her frustrations is she's like, I would just like somebody to teach me something, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of just saying, hey, make your own meaning, create your own project, explore your own your own interests. Mm -hmm. She's like, I actually want somebody to like teach me something. Yep, yeah. And that kind of has stuck with me. And I'm looking around as I do this doc analysis on a document camera, and I see even the quote unquote high achievers, and we're going to talk about coded language yep, at some yep, point. Yes, yes. Um, they're following along too, and they're watching what's happening too, because a kid may be really well-spoken and process things really well, but there are certain things that they don't know how to do. So when a kid comes to me, or when I ask a kid, hey, so I noticed this about your last assignment, mm -hmm. they'll say, well, I'm not smart. Mm -hmm. And I will say to them, well, how do you know you're not smart? Like, what is it that makes you kind of say that? Yeah. Well, I don't I really get good grades. So grades are a measure of your intelligence. Well, no. Okay. So I think a lot of it is that a lot of students kind of come into these these uh, these classrooms, and I think I think this is where like kind of old school issues of privilege materialize. They see how other kids interact, mm -hmm. and the, and they're like, well, I don't interact that way. And the teacher likes the way that kid interacts, but doesn't like how that kid interacts. I'm more like this other kid the teacher doesn't like, so maybe I'm not smart. That that's like really like <laughs> it. It actually made me think of. A student who I have right now who I think is incredibly brilliant and I think she knows it. Yeah. Um, but I forget that the mic's on. I want to ask you who. But at <laughs> times she she is, you know, she she will blackslide, right? She'll have a bad day. Yeah. And the other day it was so I I went home. This student, it was the type of student that just <laughs> I think about, right? Because I'm like, from the time you walked in my room, I liked you. Yeah. And just how you carried yourself, yeah. how you presented yourself, everything about it. And then we had this bad day. Mm -hmm. And I asked the student, I, I had to call the student back. I was like, what happened? Why did we have a bad day? Mm -hmm. and the student, I, I was like, did I do something, right? Going mm -hmm. to that first thing, did yeah. I do something? What did, what did I... No, nah, mister. It's just my sister's birthday. Her sister passed away recently, like a couple weeks ago. Wow. And so right when she said that, I was like, oh. That explains yep. it. You don't have to say anything else. Yep. 
I've got you. Mm-hmm. If you ever have that day, just let me know. But I think it goes back to this idea. I think she's a student who's seen other students and seen that and mm-hmm. how people interact. And and I think when she's treated like and people recognize her intelligence, yeah. <clears throat> she runs with it. She's yeah. like, yes. And the she's working on this project that she is doing things. They're writing skits. She's taking this creative approach that nobody else did. Yeah. And I can't wait to see it yeah. because she was like – I want choice. I want that. Like you said, yeah. It, I think, like you said, those high achieving students want supports. Yep. Those low achieving students want supports. Yep. But I, when you the said, kids who are good at school, the kids who aren't as good at playing school. When you said that idea about asking the kids about grades, yeah. are grades a measure of intelligence? Yeah. I, I think that's really important because I do think the kids associate intelligence with grades. Yep. And as a person who didn't always get good grades, but at looking back and saying, I think I'm pretty intelligent. Yep. You know, um, I, I can really relate to that. And I think I succumbed to a lot of that experience where I was like, well, I'm just not smart. Yeah. I, and I didn't recognize that I had skills in certain subjects that I was really actually maybe smarter than a lot of the kids who were doing really well in those yep. subjects. And yep. it's just the way I was engaging it. Yep. Right. And my level of effort. Um, but I just think. That idea of like helping students build confidence, helping them see that they are capable of more than yeah. they can imagine, I think is just really important. Definitely, yeah, and I and I think <clears throat> I think it's about helping them identify the tools, right? Um, and you know, like I, I think it's important to have a conversation about how intelligence and being smart, like those are kind of non-starters mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as as words like, and, and we'll do it as teachers. Yep. Like when, when a student does something that's kind of impressive, we'll say things like, wow, like um, that kid's actually really smart. Yep. You know, yep. Is, yep. So yep. what yep. did you think they were before? You what know? did I think they were so, before? So like those types of terms aren't really that useful. And so when, you know, and, and this is where it helps have veteran teachers in the building. Yep. So, cause I can say to a student, it's like, listen, I've, I've been teaching for 21 years. I've never met a young person who was unintelligent. Like every single young person I have met has had some quality, some type of like intellectual strength that they can deploy. Kids who are funny, like that's, that's one of the highest one. levels of intelligent. Kids who are sarcastic, like they that's are a astute level, and observant. Some kids are really good at like assembling things with their hands. Some things are really, some kids are really good at calling BS, you know? And how many times in a school are those types of intelligence raised up yep. and pointed out that kids like I've I've been really obsessed with the com- comedian thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because most of the comedians I rarely hear when they tell their life story that they had a good experience in yep. school. Most yep. of them are like I hated it. Yep. I got I in trouble all the time. I got in trouble all the time. Why'd you get in trouble? Because my interest was to make people laugh. Yep, exactly. That person so, knew what they wanted to be. Yeah. Right? They might yeah. not have had the words to put it all. Yep. But they knew. My priority well, in life know is to one live of, yeah. and make people's life lighter. Yeah. So that's the first part, right? So the first part is how do we help students and young people identify like what it is that they're good at mm-hmm. and how that can be leveraged in order for them to grow in other areas. The other thing is sometimes they'll tell you straight up what it is that they feel like they don't have academically. And again, I, I'm thinking about how we move from naive consciousness to critical consciousness. Yep. Like most of us in education – don't resort to magical consciousness that often. If we operated on that level, we would probably not be teachers, right? But <laughs> I mean, there, but, but there are some who will say, "Well, there are problems in the world that we're never going to be able to solve here. Um, that's just the way kids are. Yep. That's just the way school is. Yep. That's just the way principals are." Yep. Like so, that that kind of thing kind of comes up sometimes. Um, but like, so I had a couple of uh, young women, young Mexicana girls. Who they're they're both seniors. Yes. Um, and I was kind of chatting with them about like engagement in in a class discussion that we had, and both of them, one of them said, "Well, it's because I have things I want to say, but I don't, I don't have all the fancy language like some other kids. Like I don't know a lot of like big words yep. and all that yep. kind of stuff." Yep. And then the other girl kind of nodded in a sense. She's like, "Yeah, that's that's, that's how why, I feel too." Why, yep. So a few years ago when I was kind of like in naive consciousness, mm-hmm, happy mm-hmm. in my naivete. Yes, Cause you yes. know, when you're naive, you're yes, just, you're happy. You're just cool with it. You're like, yeah, yeah man, I'm doing on. good things. Yeah. yeah. So my, my naive side was about to say, it's okay. Just express your thoughts the way you want to express yep, them. Yep, like, yep, yep. like 
like completely ignorant of the fact that there are power dynamics in a That's classroom, right. um, many of which are tied to your ability to articulate yourself and be a forceful speaker. Absolutely. And I said, so, you know, there is a whole social justice vocabulary. Like there are, there are terms that I can teach you so that you can use them to name the world around you. Yes. Would you be interested in that? And they're like, yeah, yes. teach. And I remember I had an advising my first year here who would write things for an essay, and then she would come in and say, "Munoz, I need some of your fancy words. Teach me some of your fancy words." And so I would teach her some of those words. I was like, "Oh, well, instead of this, you can say this. that." Yeah, yeah. You know, and and so like sometimes kids are telling us what they want. I don't know a lot of fancy words. You know what? What do you mean by fancy words? Let me teach you some fancy words that are related to relate math, that relate to language arts, to history, to about. science. Like, let, let's say that. Like, um, like we can say, well, some people just, like, discriminate against other people. Or we can say, yeah, some people are really intolerant and ignorant and hateful and that kind of thing. And there's just a different ways to kind of word things. So we're going to have a social justice word wall yes. in one of my classes. And this is actually kind of cool because the kids actually ask for it. Nice. They actually want one. So I have this whole like catalog. It's like it's like 10 pages of terms. That's awesome. And, you know, so so sometimes they put us on notice. Some sometimes they're like when they say I'm not a good writer, something in them wants you to help them become a good writer. Better writer. Support. And, and this is where I go back to like my soapbox, my support soapbox. Yep. Is that we have kids that are like that's what I need. Yeah. That's what I need. Yeah. I I'm not sure, but you gave you, you gave me something that I needed. Do you ever have that like moment where like you realize you explained something so poorly that now you're just running around the room answering questions and putting <laughs> out fires? So like I do that sometimes. I I still do that. Yes, um, we all do. because we're every, teachers. Yeah, because the teachers you don't explain things perfectly. No, yeah, always. and also everything that I teach makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It came out of my head. I understand it. <laughs> like I get it. Come on. And um and so what I'll what I'll kind of remind myself of doing because I think what happens a lot is that a lot of teachers don't want to answer those questions mm -hmm. because you're tired and there's a thousand of them and you didn't explain this well and now you're feeling like self conscious yep, and you're yep. in your feelings about it and you're like like really down and you're like just I told you what to do just read the just, directions just read the directions never and mind like, that your directions, directions don't make sense the directions are a trash bag yo um and so you know what i've started to do like when a student calls me over and i have to take a little bit long like i have one student she'll come in cranky sometimes and when she's cranky she just doesn't understand anything like she's like well why are we doing this and what is this and what does this mean and i'm thinking to myself unnamed student you know what this means <laughs> but i don't say that out loud that's I, right i think it in my head and so what you know you know what I say? I I say, yeah, I'll come over here and because kids feel bad asking questions. Mm -hmm. Like they're either embarrassed that they have a yep. question. Or they feel like they're annoying you or, or they feel like they're you. annoying you. And I'm like, yeah. my job is to answer your questions. And that's what I say. That's what I say <laughs> to them. Job, I huh? say how I don't know how we've messed up so yeah. bad that you're like Like one girl called me over Sir, for, I'm sorry I have a question. Yeah. <laughs> One girl called me over four different times during my AP class today, and the and the third time she apologized. She's like, "Mister, I'm sorry," and I was like, "Don't apologize. This is literally my job." Like, and and I'll even stop class sometimes and say, "Hey, guess what, y'all? What's my job?" They're like, "Teacher," and I was like, "Yeah, my literal job." Is to teach you things so that you, maybe you didn't know. No, so you, I should assume <laughs> like, that, like, it like, do I have to teach you things that you already know? No. <laughs> so my job is literally to teach you things. So what if I try to teach you something and you don't get it? Do I still have an obligation to teach it to you? Yeah, I think so. So then my job is literally to help you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am a teacher. That's what, I, that's what I do. So, so, and when I have those moments where I don't have the energy or when I feel like, oh my God, I've explained this so yep, badly yep, yep, yep. and I'm starting to get down on myself, that's what I'll say out loud to the kids. This is literally my job. Like, Sick. if y'all just want me to just chill over here and just watch you work, I, I'm I mean, yo. Hot, hot roast. Yo. A substitute. I'll just oh! be. Oh! oh! Sorry. Sorry, also, substitute. Sorry, guest teacher. Guest teacher. That's a guest substitute, teacher. not a guest teacher. Don't add us. Guest teachers uh, are. And if you're going to add us, just use the hashtag uh, Kev is insensitive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, watch. We're gonna get watch a whole bunch of things. Like, it's like, whoa, this is hey, wow, a lot going on here. <laughs> you you got into guest teacher Twitter. Stop the talk. I'll type it. Clap back. But like, yeah. So so I could just chill at the front of my room while you do all the hard work and pretend you know what you're doing and like struggle through it, or like you can help me earn my paycheck. Like and help because because at the end of the day you like walk away and you feel good. You're like, actually, I think I actually taught something. That's today. what makes I me feel the best. That's when I walk away and I'm like, the kids I think learned more. They know more today as a result of what I did. Yeah. So yeah, and I and I think also framing these things as a process. Like, um, you and I both have children yep. who have really high expectations of yes. themselves. Yes. Who no doubt get down on themselves yes. when they don't do something yes. perfectly the first yes. time. Absolutely. Not trying to not trying to at anybody here and so like so what i always sort of say to my own child and i've said more and more to my students is yeah that quiz didn't go very well that class isn't going very well this assignment didn't go very well it's part of the process how in the world are you going to grow if you never test your limits you know and so it's part of the process oh mr williams i really don't understand how to do a point of view statement well, we're in the process, so let's let's, let's work go on through it. it. And, and, and once you've tried it, work through it, you do it again. Yep. That's why we give you multiple opportunities at this. So time. it is about identifying that there's something about every young person that makes them strong and capable and and able to do the work. Um, and every single child in here. That's the other thing I said. I got tears in my fifty two eighty class when I told them that the day they were born was the best day in somebody's life. That's right. You know, That's the right. best That's day the in truth. somebody's life. That's the absolute like, truth. You are somebody's miracle. You, you are. It is the absolute truth. Yep. And I think if we go into as teachers thinking about that, yep. that there is somebody. I mean, as parents, each we one see of these that, children right? who has the deepest hopes. I mean, do you remember everything about the day that your children are born? Yes. Yeah, me too. Holy, me too. the way they smelt. Yep. I will never. They, they, yep. Yeah, just, before they got all stanky when they got older, right? Yes, <laughs> like, but everything about those moments, like, it was just so important and yeah. so special, you know. And I, I joke, and I always bring up like, you know, my love of fish. And uh, oh yeah, and so I would be like, oh, that concert when when fish got back together, that was the best day of my life. My daughter always better than when I was born, and it's like, no, 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 no. that's no. like a whole I other level. That's, a whole that's other, not even I in don't the even same put stadium. That in the category. No, it's, it's not. Like, it's not. It's like, it's like, you're talking about the best day of your like, life. That was a miracle. Not, you yeah. were like something that I never ever yeah. anticipated. That was just a great day. Over that there. was just like that was just made me happy. Out. That was just cool. <laughs> was that was cool. just cool. Yeah, like and, you are like you are in a whole other category of. But I I, I think we don't realize that all of our parents believe that, and so I think it's really yeah. important. You told the kids, I love that idea. Yeah. To letting them yeah. know you're the somebody's day miracle. You were born, it was the most important day of. Someone's, someone's life. life someone's life yeah and and i think as you and i think it's also the kids see how you treat them and how you treat others and how you just show patience and empathy and understanding for where they're at so even if you know okay this is just a lazy kid who yep. just really tries to do the minimum, minimum you answer all of their questions earnestly and not sarcastically. That's it. I like, think that's important you know, too because kids read into that. They do. They read into And they're it. like, wow, I annoy you big time. And, yeah. they, and, and even if you're like – I mean do you talk to people that annoy you – that you annoy? Do I talk yeah, to do people you, that annoy? Do you talk annoy? to people that you feel that you annoy? Yeah. Do you? I don't. <laughs> so, yeah. You and I are different. I don't. I, I avoid people that I feel like judge me and have negative things to say. Well, about I don't. Me I don't have. I don't go into extensive conversations with them. Right. 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 I, yeah. I, I try to get out of that as quick as possible. So the kids are no different. That's right. If they feel that you really just don't want anything to do with them, they're, then they're gonna they're gonna do their best to not ever bother you to the point where they stop even showing up to your damn class. Oh, oh that doesn't count as cussing. Okay. Thank think. you. That's like. A, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? We have to put the E on it now? <laughs> oh, dang. Now we can say whatever because the E is there. No, but, uh, we ain't going to. We ain't going to. But, um, but, we know but no, I mean, that's that's exactly right is that we, we do we do these things that turn kids off, mm-hmm. right? And that's why if I have a kid who doesn't come for a while, I'm not like, where have you been? Oh, yeah. look who's returned. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, how you been? Yeah. I'm so glad yeah, to and see you. And you so can, happy to and see you. And you can be honest. And you can you can take the kid aside and say, "Listen, I was really worried about you. I'm is everything okay?" You. Makes like you, my, I, that's the difference. My my classes. I was worried better about you. when you are here. That's right. I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy having, you, having you here. 
It's not it's not trying to make you feel bad. Yeah. It's and I think and someone told me when I was in my um teacher ed program, one of my professors, one of the best, don't use sarcasm with kids. No. They don't get it. Do you know where sarcasm comes from? The word sarcasm? Where? So it comes from the Greek word which literally means to tear the flesh. I I mean, why would we do that to kids? Yeah. So if you so, ain't gonna beat your kids. Yeah. Why are you going to use sarcasm with him? Yeah, it's yeah. And it, anytime it's I tough. see it happen, I'm like, that's the beginnings of bad. Like if I'm observing or working with a, um, whenever I have a uh, teacher candidate, yeah, and I see them drifting into that world because it's easy, you get frustrated, especially with like with adolescents because they like that's the only language they speak yeah. fluently is, a, is sarcasm. And they don't even get like they. My daughter says stuff to me, and I'm sure you've had this experience where they're being. And I'm like. I don't think you understand like how you're going about saying this. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell the kids when they say something sarcastic, I'll be like, oh, see, now you're hurting my feelings because now it feels like that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but it's also like like I don't throw it back at them, um, but I know that it's how some of them will, will often show love. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you're right. And I think I think it, it is kind of about, you know, about like how supported your kids feel in your presence, you know. Um, you know, I, I have a, I have a young woman who is in, um, she's in a restorative situation right yes. now. Mm-hmm. So she's not quite back in the classroom mm-hmm. yet, but I've, mm-hmm. I've seen, she came by to get some work today. Right. And what I told her when I gave her the work, I explained it to her. And then I said, and, uh, and hurry back. We need you. Like, we need you in this space, like giving you the assignment outside of our little community is it's not good enough like we we need you back in the space so do what you got to do so you can come back i love that i love that again it's that hey yeah you're valued in this room you're valued you might have struggles you might have problems but you're valued you are valued part of this community i think that's something that we are missing like as a country yeah, like no overall doubt. no doubt like no that doubt. we that we just look at people and value them like yeah just isn't that i mean isn't that the ultimate revolutionary act is to value somebody even if it takes a little bit more out of you to support them even if you don't know them from word go and even if you don't know whether they appreciate it or right. not like I that's value that's the most revolutionary have thing you can right? do like talib says uh, the revolution, see, the revolution's personal, right? Yeah. It, the it's, revolution it, is beautiful. It's too strong. I'm too strong for your slavery, It's, it's right? inside of me, yeah. right? That stuff is about, and, and I think about it all the time, and I think that's why I kind of am so critical of myself, yeah. right? Because I feel like I have that internal struggle going on consistently. No doubt, no doubt. Right? And checking those personal biases when yep. they emerge, yep. when they pop into your mind, you know, when you realize you've done something that is oppressive or that you've kind of wronged somebody, you know, how do you really kind of adhere to that in your And how soul? do you heal the relationship? Like, I, I think that that's one of the things that's really hard for people to do in our society today is apologize to another person it for is. being hurtful. It's a real um, challenge. It's a real challenge. And I, and I think that, I mean, that's, that's kind of what, that's kind of where I think we're leaving it, right? Like, it's kind of like, so we're in this really tough time in the school year. I'm sure all of you out there um, are are dealing with some kind of hard news. A yep. lot of folks are. Yep. Very few schools are looking at their at their performance rating for the year and saying, "Yes, yes, we did everything. We, we did it. Some it did. Shout out if you Shout accomplished out if it. You did. That's a reflection That's of really a lot of work. Oh, it's hard um, work. But the thing is that." W- I don't. I don't teach despite the struggles that are involved. I, I teach because of the struggles right. that are involved. Like I teach because it's hard. I teach because there are people who really, really need me to be a good teacher. That's right. Um, that's why I teach. I teach because there's kids like me who have behavior struggles. Yep. I teach because there's kids who don't care. Yep. Who I teach because. There's kids who don't want to be here, yep. right? And I was one of those kids who went to high school where I didn't want to be there. Yeah, there, I felt like there was nothing I could get out of it, right? Yep. And and I was a person who was like, my parents had to keep me there. That's yep. the reason. Yep. Like uh, I graduated. Yep. Thank goodness. Uh, thank you, Lordy, uh, because of my <laughs> mama and my daddy on me, yeah. right? Because yeah. I, if I had any other type of family structure, I very well could have checked out. Yeah. Right. But I had people who were on me. And so that is why I teach. And so I think I come at it with the reality that this is going to be difficult, that I have kids that don't want to be here, yep. that have gone through struggles, that are dealing with that, that don't trust me, yep. right? 
as cool as I think I am and as much as I think I can relate, they're like, yo, you don't get it. Yeah. Right? And so I have to go out of my way to really prove. And yep. how can I prove? It's just by being there for yep. them, especially in their hardest times. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's it, when a kid's breaking down or a kid, if a kid gets to the point where they're cussing me out. Yep. But, but be real. When was the last time a kid cussed yeah, you out? It's been a minute. It's been a while, right? And, because and there know, was a student. They know I that, can tell you the name of the student off air. Yeah. Because I remember after that day. Oh, I'm not saying it's never happened. I went back <laughs> yeah. and said, I will never be in this situation again. Yeah. I will never escalate. And I haven't. Yep. And I, it taught me. I went home and said, I will never engage. A I have to be like, the adult. I have to be the adult. Yep. And it was I a realization. Be because because I, and I look back and I wish I could find that student and go back to that day and say, and I went back and apologized to him the next yeah. day. Yeah. Right. The next day I saw him and he, like a typical student. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, when when you know that that's a thing that they'll never forget that it happened. That yeah. I did that, and I have to deal with that in my yeah. life that I can't cause that harm. But I swear, I will never do it again. Never, you know. I don't want to be in that situation. And so, to be there when they're blowing up, and and I think about like uh, I always go back to Goodwill Hunting <laughs> Robin Williams when when he just hits, and my buddy loves to pull this line. We're out. And he's like, it's not your fault. Yeah. Oh it's man. It's not your fault. Oh man. It's not your. It, yep. It is not your fault. It, yep. It's just heavy. It's yep. like as a teacher, you think about that. That we have some kids who've just been through so much. Yeah. And when we learn their story, it's clear. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I think like um, I, I I'd like to propose. Um, an alternative approach to getting bad news about where you perform. Um, I would say that we should actually embrace it. Like there's an old Lakota saying, having an enemy gives us reasons to be warriors again. And so like- I love that. The enemy that we face, listen, spoiler alert, it's not the framework itself. That's right. It's not the higher ups. Preach on. They're not our enemies. The, the, The enemy is poverty. The enemy is inequality. The enemy is racism, sexism, um, transphobia, homophobia, that's right. xenophobia, that's right. um, anti-blackness. Those are the enemies that we have Speak to that fight. Word. That's what we're fighting against. But but yo, I, I'm I'm here to fight. I'm here to fight because it's because that is why we do it. That's that it. is why we do that's, it. That's the and I've had this realization. You know, like I said, no growth with no struggle. I came into this reading critical pedagogist and thinking about all of these ideas about how transformative this education. This is it. This is it. This is the this work. This is it. This is the work. Like, it is not easy transforming a society. Yep. I always loved I always loved watching um, recordings of Muhammad Ali getting fired up before a fight. Mm-hmm. He, whether it was true or not, he was always excited to fight. He was always excited to face this new opponent. He was always excited for the opportunity to continue to grow. Um, so... So I think I think we need to just change our mindset and see what we can do to get excited for the fight. That's it. I love that idea. I hey, think and guess what? How we get people with a fighting mindset. Yep, that's right. We, we're here to fight. Yep. And guess what? What? That's our 50th episode. 5-0. 5-0. We the big 5-0. Can you believe it? 50 episodes. 50. It's a trip. It's a trip. It's gone We've gotten fast. Here. It's gone fast. 50. Four years, 50 episodes. It's, it's pretty wild. <laughs> um... <laughs> So listen, we both have things we have to get to. Um, I, I've got to be attentive to my family. Yes, and, so do um, And so do you. And so we've got to kind of handle that business. But um, happy, fi- happy 50th to us. Yes. Yes. We'll and, see. Uh, to 50 more? To 50 more, at least. That's the goal. At least for Kevin Adams. I am Gerardo Munoz, and we are inviting you to get involved in the struggle, to put on those gloves, be ready to punch it out with that enemy. And while you are in the ring, while you are in the battle, always and forever, stay Stay dope. dope.